This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1873. Is running barefoot better for your health and fitness? By Emma Hogan of lesmills.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Hello, happy Tuesday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. And on Fridays, I answer your questions. Remember, you can send me a question by going to oldpodcast.com slash ask or email it directly to health at oldpodcast.com. Thank you so much in advance for sending me your questions. It's truly an honor when you send me a question because it means you trust that I'm gonna give you a truthful response. So thank you so much again for taking the time to do that. All right, and with that, let's hear today's article and continue optimizing your life. Is Running Barefoot Better for Your Health and Fitness? By Emma Hogan of lesmills.com. Most runners will know of the injury risk that comes with their favorite fitness routine. But is giving your shoes the boot and running barefoot or switching to barefoot shoes really the answer? Every day, in every corner of the globe, millions pound the pavement and raise their heart rate with a run. You only have to look at running shoe sales to see that running's popularity continues to rise. In the United States alone, nearly 50 million pairs are sold each year. But could the billions spent on shoes actually be a waste? A recent Danish consumer survey suggested expensive running shoes aren't necessarily worth the investment. The 10 highest-priced runners rated lower than the 10 cheapest. Now let's take it a step further and ask, do you need running shoes at all? Since Ethiopian Abebe Bikila won the Olympic marathon barefoot, having discovered Adidas, the Olympic supplier, had run out of shoes in his size, the idea of shoeless running has, well, gained traction. Not long after, Shivnath Singh, one of India's greatest long-distance runners, became famous for always running barefoot. In 2009, writer Christopher McDougall published his best-selling Born to Run, which further boosted the argument that modern running shoes were to blame for many injuries, and that barefoot running was not just some crackpot theory. In particular, advocates have maintained that running without shoes can reduce the risk of repetitive stress injuries. Running is an impact activity, so the risk of injury is high, and many runners, whether in shoes or not, will be familiar with at least one of the five most prevalent running injuries. One, runner's knee, which is pain under the kneecap. Two, iliotibial band syndrome, which is pain on the outside of the thigh, and it can be anywhere from the hip down to the knee. Three, shin splints, which is pain on the front of the shin. Four, stress fractures. 
this is pain experienced on the front of the shin or on the foot. And five, plantar fasciitis, pain on the bottom of the foot around the arch. Running as nature intended, barefoot fans believe, increases the strength of the muscles, tendons, and ligaments of the foot, improves balance and proprioception, which is your awareness of how your body moves, and reduces impact force with a forefoot landing. But before you bin those runners, be sure you've heard the other side. Exercise expert and former triathlete, Dr. Ginger Gottschall, agrees there's no doubt about the cardiovascular benefits of running, but believes that in most cases, the risks of running barefoot outweigh any benefits. Gottschall says, quote, Firstly, there's the issue of cuts, bruises, and blisters. And it's surprisingly difficult to find optimal locations to barefoot run to avoid debris on the ground. End quote. Then there's the issue of increased injury risk. Quote, Barefoot running can lead to injuries in the muscles, tendons, and ligaments of the foot because of the increased impact and decreased stability from a shoe. End quote. In some cases, the shock of running barefoot can intensify the impact on the muscles and lead to injuries such as Achilles tendonitis or calf strain. Gottschall explains that those who suffer from injuries born from barefoot running are typically those who overpronate, which means their foot rolls inward after it strikes the ground. According to Running Warehouse, most runners have at least mild overpronation, making these injuries to the heel and lower leg prevalent. Gottschall doesn't dismiss barefoot running completely, but suggests you're most likely to enjoy any of the desired benefits if you do it occasionally for short periods, like five to 10 minutes. She says, quote, introduce small amounts for drills on soft surfaces such as grass or sand. This will help strengthen the muscles of the foot and ankle. If you want to increase the time, be sure to do it in minimal increments, end quote. While running barefoot uphill is fine, she warns that running downhill can be dangerous due to the higher impact forces. Most importantly, she advises that you watch out for any pain at the arch of your foot, in your shin, ankle, or knee. As for the minimalist sneakers or running socks now in vogue, she says these may protect the feet from debris, but they won't do much to reduce the risk of muscular injury. Gottschall's opinion is backed up by a recent study highlighting how runners wearing minimalist running shoes ran no more efficiently than those in traditional running shoes. In fact, the study showed how runners who adopted the minimalist shoes suffered stress injuries and greater increases in inflammation, causing excessive fluid in the bone. It's clear that for most of us, running shoes are the way to go. But what type? Gottschall explains, quote, the ideal running shoe is different for each person and how you select the optimal footwear relies on understanding your individual biomechanics. For example, if you overpronate, a motion support shoe will help to reduce the strain at the foot, ankle, knee, and hip, as these shoes have a stiffer insole to reduce the inward motion. It all depends upon arch height, ankle angle, hip angle, mass, height, running surface, training goal, speed, surface. So understanding your biomechanics and training goals is critical to finding a shoe that fits. End quote. If you're after a personalized, professional opinion, there's an industry full of podiatrists, sports physicians, and savvy retailers on hand to provide advice. But that's not your only option. You can take matters into your own hands right now by checking out the Bluffer's Guide to Buying the Perfect Pair of Sports Shoes. You just listened to the post titled, Is Running Barefoot Better for Your Health and Fitness? 
by Emma Hogan of lesmills.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Researchers have actually tried to study the pros and cons of running barefoot versus running with shoes. A recent study in Nature, one of the most respected scientific journals, found that switching from running with shoes to barefoot running reduced running stability over the short term and longer term. Now, by short term, the researchers meant that issues with running stability happened almost immediately after participants started their run. Long term referred to the course of eight weeks, basically the length of the study. But the problem is, everyone's running form is a little different. Today's author, Emma, described world-class athletes being very successful when running barefoot. Plus, we have to add to that that there are different running surfaces that we have to account for, like concrete, sand, dirt, and so on. So, a separate group of researchers conducted a meta-analysis on this topic and said that, since there are all these various factors, it's difficult to know whether running barefoot or running with shoes is best for everyone. Basically, more research needs to be conducted. But for now, if you want to try running barefoot, go ahead, but just be sure to stop if you start to feel discomfort in your feet, legs, knees, or back, and keep it to a minimum. Just as Dr. Gottschall said, think short periods, no more than five to 10 minutes at a time. All right, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening every day. I hope you're having a great week so far, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.